Look, I have an amazing episode lined up today, man. I cannot be more excited uh, to welcome to the podcast uh, my brother, Chris Brochu. What's going on, man? How are you? Hey, brother, man. It's, it's going good. Long time no see. Absolutely, man. I, I, got, I think I was like 12 the last time I saw you. Dude, it was a, like, what would that have made me? Like, how, how old are you right now? I turned 24 on Saturday. Okay, so, oh, happy birthday, man. Thank you. Oh, Thanks. Uh, so yeah, so we're six years apart. I'm 30. Okay. Okay. Oh, that yeah, wasn't, so. yeah. So you were, yeah, I was like 18. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Time flies, man. That's 12 years ago. Uh, yeah, absolutely, <clears throat> man. And I'm trying to, I think I met you in 2006 because we, we were doing, we were doing the classes together and then we went to New York for the, for the competition. That was 2006. So that's, man, wow. that's crazy. That is crazy. I mean, we've stayed in touch a little bit here and there, you know, thanks to social media, but uh, it, it's nice to, to see you face to face. Shame, man. I just signed on. I was like, who? oh my gosh, it's been that long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, not the, I'm not that kid no more, you know? Um, no. I, I got to send you, I, got, I found this picture the other day um, of you and Doug at the, at the convention holding your trophies and stuff up. Oh, nice. Yeah, so and, I yeah, you, you know you got your you got your, uh, your your long surfer hair. Uh, yeah, yeah, I gotta I gotta I gotta send you that that uh, that 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 made me smile to see that. Dude, send it over for sure. Flashback. <laughs> I know. Um, but man, I start every one of these off asking you know to tell ask, asking you to tell the people where you're from and uh, what was that uh, aha moment for you when you realized that this is what you wanted to do. Um, so I am. I was born in uh, Tennessee. I uh, lived in, and the, the short story, the way I say it is like my, uh, my childhood is North Carolina. My teenage years were Florida and then 17 onward has been California. Uh, and the aha moment, I think, <clears throat> so there, I think there's like a couple, right? Like the aha moment to like come out to California was more like, cool, let's go on a, let's go on an adventure. That was my thought about it. And I was, I'm just stoked on, on that like dream. And then, you know, you start, you, you, you start booking stuff and then it's, it's like a fun little wave. But for me, it was kind of like when I really started getting into like classes and stuff and, and learning about how, like what the, like the art form is and like different methods and like how serious some people take it. And mm. it's kind of like one of those <clears throat> um just art forms that is like endless so you you kind of have to figure out like what your parameters are within it and how you navigate like emotionally uh through the world so yeah there was a couple different ahas i guess yeah so well i'm trying to remember how it went who was in class first you or doug 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 and kate i believe they were in class at the same time okay all right but yeah i was trying to remember exactly how that went um but uh no, I remember, I remember, I don't know if it was like the day I met you, um, but I just, I, I have like a vivid memory of, of you and Doug in class uh, and Kate just all being hysterical. Like, Dude, I remember. That, you know what? That is an aha. Cause I remember that moment too. That was like, we were yeah. doing improv stuff yeah. and it was like, oh my gosh, this is like fun. And, and like, we're having fun. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. So you that's definitely like yeah. that's definitely a moment, man. That's that's I think about that moment actually. 
Steve, I remember Steve having us do uh, different, uh, different, different um, scenes from like Friends and stuff like that. Also, like aside from the improv, to just try to find those comedic waves. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Like, I, I always look back at that time, man. Like, um, just falling in love with it, like initially. Yeah. Just an exciting time as a yeah. creator. Totally, totally. So, so after. Um, after a while of taking those classes, uh, you guys, your, your whole family moved from Tampa to LA. So what was that um, initial experience like just getting there and, and, and settling in? Dude, like just surreal. Like I said, so like we, we basically said, yeah, if we, if we can save the money mm-hmm. to go do it for three months and we'll go do it. And we ended up saving up the money. So we just did it and we got there and it's, yeah, it's like, surreal we're like in this little little house in Reseda California with like 11 people in it and just not like nobody nobody like thought twice about it it was just like I said adventure and we were just into it and um we had a we had a manager at the time which she she was not a good manager but it that facilitated us to come out there and actually start like navigating through the business uh, so yeah, I guess just like surreal, man. Like surreal. Yeah. I'm curious. Was that manager that wasn't a great manager? Do I know her? Was it um, one who used to come down here? Potentially, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. off camera conversation. I was curious. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, every kid dreams of uh, being on Nickelodeon and Disney Channel, and you had the opportunity to to be on both. You were in Hannah Montana, Lemonade yeah. Mouth, Zoe One Hundred One, on Fabulous. Um, I, I remember sitting down in front of the TV watching all all of those uh, just to you know be supportive of you. So, what was it like working for those corporations? It's crazy, because those were like some of the first, like the Zoe One Hundred One on Fabulous. Those were like one of my, and, and the Hannah Montana were like one of my first things that I ever booked because it was I, Unfabulous and, um, what the other one? Unfabulous and, was it a Nickelodeon? I just said it. Oh, Zoe anyway, 101. Zoe 101. They were like one-liners, so that was cool. I remember being very nervous about like going up, saying my one line and leaving. Um, Hannah Montana was like a couple, like a couple different scenes, which was nice. And then um, Lemonade Mouth coming in when I was about uh, 21, I think. Mm-hmm. And that was just like a full-on movie that did really well on Disney. And yeah. dude, working for that is, it's interesting. Like you just, you you jump into a machine and like they're pumping stuff out. And there's, it's like with any production though, like, you know, everybody's got their, their ways of doing production and Disney and, mm-hmm. um, whatever uh, uh nickelodeon but i think they're viacom or you know so yeah. like the corporations like how they run stuff is all very like effective and efficient so it's really about they they all kind of like feel the same like um sometimes sometimes working with different well okay with with disney and nick no bad yeah. uh, like problems or anything like that for right. me like i'm just grateful for all the opportunities that I, I got mm-hmm. to uh, be a part of, but it is, it's yeah. like it's being, it's just a wave. The relationships that are formed on set are kind of surreal. Um, so, I mean, I, I know you're still close with, with Haley Kiyoko. Like what, yeah. what, what, what were those relationship forming moments like? 
So for me personally, like I have a certain like ethos about set and like I go in, I, I basically ask nothing of anybody, but, and I just make sure that I show up and I'm personable and I'm trying, I'm like, I'm, I'm not interested in you, the actor or the business or the entity or the corporation. Like, I just want to be like, yo, yo, how was your lunch? So I'm there to like connect with people and show up and do my job. And so sometimes you, you know, you connect with people and you know, it's always good vibes cause that's yeah. what you're like putting out there. But you know, sometimes right. you connect and it lasts and sometimes, you know, you just kind of see each other on different projects or whatever, like bumping in at events or something. Yeah. But yeah, Haley is just like one of the homies. Like she's just yeah. a good, good human. And like, I, we just like check in with each other every once in a while just to kind of see uh, how we're doing. And she's, I mean, the past couple of years have been crazy for her. She's been everywhere. So um, it was good. I saw her like um, last year at some point, maybe like six months ago or something. That was really mm-hmm. nice. So yeah, we. Thinking... Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. Sorry. Uh, no, I just I always think about like you know how how especially on a set like working on on whatever it is you may be working on like the group of people that are there like you guys are the only people uh, to experience that experience. Um, so just to kind of have that 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 connection is really cool, especially for you guys because I think Lemonade Mouth is probably a really defining moment in both of your careers. Yeah. It definitely, it definitely helped. Like, I I think there's all these just little stepping stones that you hit. And, you know, without one, could the other have happened? I don't know, you know. um, But when I go back, I see those as like, yeah, definitely defining moments for sure. Absolutely. So, and then shortly thereafter, you you booked Soul Surfer, which was a massive, massive movie. So you know what? Actually, it was Soul Surfer first, and then awesome. Lemonade Mouth. Uh, but they may have—I don't know when they actually like released or whatever. Which one came out first? But yeah, they were—they were literally within like six months of each other or something. Right. Yeah, so it was, was crazy. That experience like 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 from the audition to the filming to the press, like for for Soul Surfer. Soul Surfer was one of the first ones that. <clears throat> it was one of the first times I ever read a script, and it was like, "This is my movie," and I've done that. I've done that a couple times and I've, and I've done it a lot of times where it absolutely wasn't <laughs> like, I, I think I tell myself every time, like, this is my movie. You know what I mean? Cause I think that's just how you have to be. But that was one of those times that super just clicked cause I read the script and it was like all just, I just loved it. Um, yeah. And that was super crazy. Well, so <clears throat> The audition process was pretty, pretty mellow. I think I'm, I think I only auditioned once. Um, oh wow! And it, it it originally started off as like a lower budget film, and then I auditioned. I got on board, um, and then they just started loading up the cast, like Helen Hunt, Dennis Quaid. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god! I did not. <clears throat> this was not what I thought was happening. Right. But it was awesome. So that process, okay, so like auditioning, like went in, it, it was a good audition. It was like one of the first times I think that I, uh, I like I remember really, cause I had to, it was like the scene in the kitchen where I'm looking for my spam. And I remember it being one of the first auditions where I actually like went to go look in like fake cupboards and shit, like really dedicated to what was going on in the scene, even though there was nothing there to play with, you know? 
so I remember that being a, a, a pretty, I, for some reason that sticks yeah. out for me. Um, and then filming is just, I think it was like seven, it was probably one of the more glamorous shoots I've ever had. <laughs> just like seven, yeah. seven weeks on Oahu and we yeah. were on the North shore. Yeah, we were, I mean, North shore, the, we were on the West side and the coolest part was like, we were just with the locals because the locals were a crew. So like after set, people were surfing or people were just hanging out or, or whatever. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then the did press you know, afterwards, sorry, go you ahead. Know to, did you know how to surf before the movie or did you learn for the film? <clears throat> yeah, I knew how to surf, but unfortunately my, uh, my character, uh, he writes bodyboard. Right, right, right. So I, uh, Timmy Hamilton actually taught me how to properly do it because he didn't want me to look like a, like a kook on film. Yeah. So. <laughs> he took me out a couple times. I, I got wicked burnt one day. Like really? my back was thrashed from just <laughs> boogie boarding all day one day. I wish I, I wish I had that in me to, to do those things well, but unfortunately I can't. I try. The boogie board? Yeah, yeah, no, I can't, I can't, sir. I can't do nothing. I'm, 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 my athleticism is uh, pretty much just baseball and volleyball, and we'll leave it there. I, I try enough. to surf, I try to do that stuff, I can't do it. What about skateboard? <laughs> no, no, longboard. I, uh, when I, when I, when I lived in L, uh, LA, um, uh, when I was in high school, you know, I, would, yeah, I was going for, for pilot season, and uh, long, I picked up longboarding. That's just something that we used to, yeah, was, you know. Longboard totally. around the city. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Well, that the reason I say it is because you you could probably like I th I feel like if you have the balance to be on a skateboard, you can you can do surfing. It's just about getting the right board and the right wave, okay. like finding the right spot and with the right like buoyancy. Maybe I should give it a try again because it's been like I think the last time I I, I got on a board was like I, I probably I was eighteen or something like that. Yeah. Well, when you're back out here and hit the hit the waves, I have to Santa Monica. Beautiful. Yep. Um, but uh, the the press. What was the press like? Um. So on set, pretty mellow. Um. Do different interviews and whatnot. So that's that's always just like talking about the movie and talking about the film. And yeah. that's, that's just you're when you're in it, it's all fresh and you can speak about it. The hardest thing about me for press is when you're doing press like a year or two after the project. Mm -hmm. And then you gotta like, for me at least, I gotta go back and kind of get back into that mentality. Cause I'm really good at like, once I'm done with a project, like I'm done with the project and that's, yeah. I, it doesn't have any more like space in my mind. Yeah. And then I can go back and kind of recall. But um, yeah, the press for that was, Painless, and then we had a nice um, premiere, I believe, at the Arcolite oh, wow. uh, in Hollywood, yeah. and yeah, just good, good vibes, good movie, good family movie. But working with uh, working with Dennis Quaid and Helen Hunt is insane. Like, yeah, those massive movie stars. How how was it working with them? I'm sure they're beautiful people. Dude, it was amazing. Like Helen Hunt, Helen Hunt, super like zen. Mm -hmm. um and just super sweet she was very kind to me um Dennis Quaid as well like we'd all go out like surfing and 
Yeah, I've uh, I, I went up to him at like a <laughs> at a club one time, not a club, but like a uh, like a like a bar that had a band playing. I was like, I played your son. He's like, oh. He's like, okay, I'll see you later. <laughs> no recollection. <laughs> it was. It, I just. I'm. I'm. am a person that like, if I can, I'll go yeah. say hi again because like, yeah. I feel like you'd remember me. But at the same time, I'm not gonna, you know, sit there for yeah. five minutes and recall the past with you because you yeah, probably no, not but, want to. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was. It was probably crazy busy in there too, and it probably like he's like, oh shit, I, I would have liked to uh, spoke to oh. him. But no, no, yeah, they were great. They were, they were like, like I said, no complaints, no complaints. So, I, I, a lot of people know you as Luke from the Vampire Diaries, mm-hmm. which was a massive, massive hit. Now, I, I, let me tell you my experience with the Vampire Diaries. I had never watched it, um, and then when the news came out that, that you you booked it, uh, <clears throat> that season six. If, yeah, I think it was like. Five. It was either five and six or six and seven. I think it was five and six. Five and six, okay. So I, I, had, I, had, I had never seen it before. Um, and and any time anybody I know books something, I, I, I always want to just tune in to, to be supportive and, and just, totally. uh, you know, truly just, I'm always excited for, you know, the people that, um, you know, the people that I know to, I, I love to see people that I know win. Um, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and so I remember the news came out and I was like, okay, well, I don't want to just tune in in season five and not know what the fuck is going on. Um, so I, it was on Netflix. I, I went and I binged the show and I'm like, Oh, okay. No, no, no. This is a really good show. Uh, and so by the time um, season five had aired, uh, I, I was invested in everything and everybody, every character. Um, but uh, so what was that like, man? What, what was that experience like for you? Yeah, it was another one of those just, again, surreal moments, man. Like it was the, uh, I think it was, I think I, I think I shot most of that in 2015. Uh, so it was my last audition of 2014 mm-hmm. and didn't hear anything. And then I got the call in January and then yeah, went out there and I was just on and off for like 14 episodes. So it, it was, it, it started off as um, like guest star, possibly reoccurring. And so, okay. And so, you know, every episode that I got after the first one was just like a bonus. Yeah. So yeah, they kept me on for 14 episodes and that was, I mean, fantastic. And the cast, same thing, like very, it's it's interesting jumping into I knew jumping into like a, a series after five you know five seasons like it's a family and it's its own little ecosystem so again I kind of just did what I did like I was always prepared and I was always just trying to like connect and yeah. say hi you know so it was it was again another one of those like surreal things it's one of those Vampire Diaries is one of those um, things that happened in my life that really made me. I believe that the universe is like looking out like when things need to come through, they come through. And that's, that show for me was a, was just a huge, I don't know. It like solidified that for me. And you know, with, with that show going on to do the originals and um, legacies and and especially in that world, I'm, I'm holding on hope that you'll, you'll, you'll show up in in legacies. 
Me too, man. I want that. They brought Joe back. I'm like, yo, come on. But like a flash, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I could be their subconscious. I'm in the I'm the bloodline for gosh sakes. They brought Kai back in season two, man. Come on. That's what I'm saying. Bring the Wonder Twins back. That's yeah. all please, man. That'd be amazing. Oh. Let me tell you something funny. I I don't my my recollection of the, the timeline is a little fuzzy. Uh so with whenever the news came out that you were that you were cast in it, I don't know if it was before or after, but I actually my agent had had got me an audition for Kai. Now, of oh course, wow! Of course, Chris Wood is perfect Kai. Nobody else could have played him. Dude, but yeah. I, I, that's that's interesting. Like that that, that that's amazing. Um, oh yeah, that's awesome. And, yeah, yeah, and, and and he played it very differently than I had envisioned it, and. Uh, his performance was chilling so what was it like working opposite him i loved working with chris chris and i like really connected uh i i thought he was such a good actor and i love working with people that scare me like you know <laughs> like yeah i love working with really good actors because it makes yeah. me very insecure which makes me work <laughs> so much harder and right. that's just like the reality of it. Um, so I loved doing any scene with him because I knew I knew that he was going to be one of the individuals that came in hot every time. And I was I want I want to I want to meet him and I want to be that for him as well. Yeah. So working with him working with him was amazing. I really loved I really loved it. I I need to reach out to him and just kind of see how he's doing. But um, yeah, yeah, he's he's a he's a really good actor. So your character was the first um, gay recurring character in the show. And I remember that being such an important moment. So what was that like for you to, to just be able to take on that responsibility? I mean, again, just like grateful. Like I, I've got only love for my LGBTQ like community and you know, at the end of the day, for me, just prepping for that role is just like love. Who do I love? Why do I love? And that's, yeah. you know, who do I need to protect? Why do I need to protect? Okay, great. Like Luke and I have a lot in common. Like I, I feel like I'm pretty in touch with like the feminine side of myself. And um, I appreciate, I appreciate, I appreciated his energy because he was about family and he was about like uh, keeping the balance of nature. And that was... Yeah. That's what his job was essentially. Mm -hmm. So I loved, I loved having that responsibility and, and that trust as well. People really um, were, uh, I don't know, really connected to that character. So again, one of those things that just can only be grateful for. So I have, I have uh, quite a bit of friends who are, are super fans of the Vampire Diaries. So nice. if it's okay with you, I did reach out to a couple to see if they'd like to ask you any questions. Sure. Uh, so I have a couple, I got three questions written down. Is that all right? Absolutely. All right. So um, Cassie asks, how difficult was it to embody the character considering a potential evil nature? Uh, considering a potential evil nature? With like, like being a part of like the Gemini coven. Right. And, and, and even like kind of the introduction was, was a little... Uh, is menacing the right word um you know you definitely seem friendly uh with elena for a moment but then going totally. into that scene with uh with Liv, I was yeah like, oh, what are they up to you know totally so 
again, the way I perceived it, because the, the Gemini Coven, they were involved with white magic. White magic is like the pure intention. Their intention is yeah. to keep the balance of nature. Vampires are unnatural. So therefore, it is their job to make sure that these unnatural entities don't uh, offset the balance. So yeah. I felt, I actually felt, I feel very justified within the character of Luke to yeah. do anything that he was doing. Cause again, it wasn't, it's not about even, it's about him and his family. Yes. But more importantly, it's about the balance of like humanity. And right. I, I, I love that aspect. Um, so embodying that, that's so in my mind, I'm embodying like, and, and I think that's the way it is with every character. Like I'm right. Like, yeah. I feel justified. Yeah. So it felt, it felt good. And then at the end of the day, he, you know, he sacrifices himself for the family. Like what <laughs> he goes out in a freaking suit, like sick, yeah. like how else are you going to, yeah. you know, with honor in a suit. <laughs> awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> and I, I, I think about, um, I don't know. Have you ever seen uh, honey boy in the Shia LaBeouf movie? The new one. Oh, you know what? I have not seen that yet. It's amazing, but I, I ask because something you said just made me think of something Shia said because he plays his uh, father in the movie. Yeah. And, um, you know, they didn't have a good relationship. And uh, he said, playing that character, you can't go in just, this is a bad guy. You have to go in and you have totally. to try to understand uh, the intricacies of that person and why they are that person. And yeah. uh, it, it, was, it, it, it helped him kind of repair that relationship with his father. Um, because he understood him so yeah. that just it made me think of that when you were talking about you know the loop being justified and all the totally and belief so absolutely yeah. that that's the coolest part about acting it's like the, the the funny part about being an actor is like the stereotypical kind of like narcissism mm -hmm. but if you're a good actor <laughs> you're you're like you're tapping into empathy because you right. want to know about these people um and about why people uh, do what they do, you know? I mean, yeah. and again, these are fictitious characters, yeah. but alas, that's, this is the art form, so. Yeah. So Lisa asks, who did you have the most fun with working on set? Um, A lot of people to choose from. <laughs> yeah, totally. I love, I mean, it's either between, I would say, I mean, it's either Chris or Penelope, I guess. Yeah. Keep it in the family. And we probably had the most fun with Penelope because we would, um, oh, was it? Yeah, I think it was Penelope. We played a trick on Chris one time because we were on set when he got his like name on the back of the chair type vibe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so she ended up stealing it <laughs> and then she threw it in my car. And then I was driving home afterwards and I had this like thing like flapping in my ear and I was like, what the heck is that? And I pull it and it's Chris Wood and I'm like, what? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> and Penelope was like, oh, I thought that was the other Chris's car. Okay, just keep it. Just keep it. And so, yeah, we, we held it from him for a little bit and then we gave it back. So, I know, we, yeah, we'd have fun. Penelope. Probably. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, and now Ryan asked, what was your all-time favorite scene to film as Luke? Um, that 
Uh, that last scene was good. The merge was good because it was like complicated. Right. And there's like a lot of interesting like camera movements when it's happening. So yeah, it was like technical in a way. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what was the other one? The car, like the, like stopping the car. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. And then I think like the scene right before as I'm leaving Liv, um, like to go fight Kai or to go meet up with Kai, um, that, that scene felt really good when it happened. Yeah. I, I remember watching it and being like, okay, I think that translated. So I, I would say those. No, I, I always felt like your, that the merge was such an epic moment for you and it kind of um, maybe sounds weird to say, but I kind of felt proud of you in, in that moment. Um, that, that scene and also your scene um, with, with, uh, with Tyler two of my favorite scenes for you yeah um uh in in, in the lockwood estate i believe it was um uh -huh. it just it, it just i felt like just you were acting your ass off and uh you're talking about like with um live me and tyler in the mansion right. yeah totally yeah. that was a fun yeah that was a good yeah man that that whole series really like i i just got into uh, howard fine's acting studio uh, who's an amazing coach, our, our like teacher out here. Um, and that whole like series just allowed me to just explore and really try and like figure out what my process was and like how, how to be a good actor. Like I didn't really even consider myself an actor for, for a while, just because it felt kind of like weird to say and you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But there was a, there was a point where I was, I just started calling myself an actor and calling myself a musician because that's what I've been doing and that's who I am. So it's, Absolutely. yeah, it's, it was a, that, that show was good times for sure. So you've, you've said, you've gone on record saying that the Vampire Diaries saved your life. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Like, tell us about that. Yeah, totally. So like, um, Le legit I'm pretty sure this is how it happened um, I got because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that news came first so like I, I had a I got a mold taken off of my back and then I got oh no it actually it didn't Vampire Diaries came first which allowed me to get like health insurance mm -hmm. which then allowed me to um um basically <laughs> survive this whole situation uh so anyway i got um nodular melanoma which is like an aggressive form of skin cancer and it was on my back and then uh it ended up being like a pretty deep mole and then it transferred like to my sentinel node in my armpit which technically classifies it as stage 3a um and so then i had to get i i really have to go back and look at this timeline again because i i believe i believe i remember no it must have been like season it must have been season six or something but I had the surgery, flew out. When I landed, got the call that I needed like another surgery. So I was like, Ugh. 
and then I did did whatever the shoot was. There was a couple of times where it was like Elena, and then there was one where Tyler chokes me, and that that whole that whole scene nobody knew it, but I had like a like a tube in my armpit, like going down to like this little like uh, you know kind of pocket that was keeping the bodily fluid not to get gnarly, but that's just what was occurring. Right. I couldn't lift my arm up, uh, like past this. And so anyway, like life came at me full force and was like, yo, you've got to, you're going to, you're going to get a lot of medical bills and this is going to be weird. And I got like, it got kind of depressing for a moment, mm -hmm. but then vampire diaries came through and like, basically majority of all of my hospital bills were taken care of because I was on a show and I was just like making money at that time. Yeah. Um, and have like, if I, if I didn't have vampire diaries, man, I don't even know. I don't even know yeah. what would have occurred. Um, so it was been, it was, it was a cool, I mean, it's a cool time now. Then it was like, you know, it's a, it's a mind melter if you will yeah. um but it, I, I i would not freaking change it for the world because that's mm -hmm. like that ain't just who i am so i i'm always looking at like all right what is this teaching me oh okay i need to be more healthy oh okay yeah. there's like things that i put in my body oh i didn't know that this was actually beneficial for your body oh wow this is how the human body works like just like getting reinvested in me and just like humanity right. so it really freaking shook me and woke me up and which i'm super grateful for because my life has been um, better for it yeah so yeah but if i didn't have vampire diaries i don't know i don't know man who knows yeah who knows you've always been you've always been like a really spiritual person and and uh, at least from the outside uh seems like you're a very positive person as well uh, yeah and that's always been um it's always been something anytime any anytime I see it live on, on Instagram or, or anything like that, uh, it's always um, kind of inspiring to me um, to, to just try to have a, have a good outlook on, on anything and try to find the positive in the negative. So yeah, I'm a, I'm, I've got my, I've got demons that are like screaming in my head, but yeah, it's uh, during that time as well, like going through all of that, like I really, I really just dove into books about the universe and Einstein and like what do people think this place is like and everywhere I looked everybody was like we have no idea we think maybe this and here are some theories and that shit inspires me man because it's like yo the answer is for you to figure out yeah and turns out you're probably not going to figure it out so here's my perspective it's either like a beautiful mystery or uh like it's a beautiful happenstance or it's like some beautiful intentional design and there's like meaning and everything cool i'm just gonna go with that because that serves me you know yeah. getting kind of like nihilistic and not really believing anything and all everything is pointless it's like sure it may be but is it help is that helping you now <laughs> you know right. so it just doesn't i i am definitely have I definitely have my the negative aspects of my mm -hmm. being. I, I just simply, I try to not let those voices be the loudest. Um, 
And I have like a, I have a little bit of a rule where once I find myself like getting negative in my head, like I force myself to go the opposite direction because there's a voice in your head that wants, (laughs) there's a voice in your head that wants you dead. (laughs) Uh, And then there's another voice that, you know, is the complete opposite that wants you to be fully alive. And I, man, that's the ebb and the flow. Like you're going through that all day. There's this one quote, I forget. It's, I think it's, oh man, if this is wrong, it might be wrong. If Victor Frankl, it's a, a man's search for meaning. I think that was the book. Um, man's search for meaning. Anyway, and I'm going to butcher the quote as well, but this is what it is. The line of, the line of good and evil, I guess the summary is the line of good and evil runs through every heart, basically. Like, yeah. That positive and the negative, heaven and hell is within every single human being. It's like, just try and manage your hell enough so that a little bit of heaven can like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, make room for a little bit of heaven. So I like that. Yeah, that's it. Like I fail sometimes on that, and sometimes I'm good on it. But we all do. Yeah, yeah. I um, I you know, some people don't like to to talk about it or, or feel some type of way, and 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 maybe that's uh, I don't know, toxic masculinity or something like that. But I, I'm never afraid to, to say that I, I go to therapy. And um, it's, it's been a beautiful thing for me. And I think it's, it's finding those things that kind of help you get through those moments and help you find the positive in, in, in the negative. Um, and I know for me, like journaling is, is one of those things that that's been very helpful. Um, and, and just trying to just this sounds uh, sounds. Are you familiar with uh, Dear Evan Hansen, the Broadway show? Uh uh-uh. uh So what there's, is there's Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. Oh, Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. So the I definitely recommend it. I, I saw it on when I was on tour. It's it's so emotional and heartbreaking and funny and, and all that. But essentially, uh, it, it, it's this um, it's this kid who's uh, who's 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 depressed and he's contemplating suicide and. Um, and all that and his his therapist has him basically write dear evan hansen letters every single morning it's like mm-hmm. dear evan hansen today's going to be a good day and here's why type thing mm-hmm. and um I, I i recently maybe like two months ago i was i was in therapy and and my therapist recommended hey why don't you uh you know start your day off right dear lj jones like today's going to be a good day and here's why and it kind of just made me laugh because it brought me right to that show um but i you know that's something that that has helped me yeah, um, and I, I like that we're talking about this because you know sometimes these things always turn into some type of a therapy session, which everybody needs those. So um, yeah, that was cool. Um, but no, man, like you know, I, you you said that you didn't really uh, let many people in on on that that time of your life, the the, the medical stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was like uh, I let some friends in, and yeah, um, but yeah. For me, it was kind of like trying to keep it, keep it low because of like a couple of people, a couple of people told me like, just keep it to yourself. Like, don't, don't put it out into the industry or anything because then like, there's like liability and all this stuff that may pop up and blah, 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 blah. And to an extent, like I hear that, but there's also a point of me that's like after five years and like, yeah, like not having any more problems like yeah i don't you know i'm 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 not gonna if if i think it's going to be beneficial to somebody like 
I'm not going to not. Right. Whatever. Yeah. If there's repercussions, there's repercussions. But well, I'm glad. Cool. I'm glad you got Vampire Diaries, and I'm you know that was able to help you get through that moment in your life. I'm, I'm totally. glad you did let some friends in, so you didn't have to go it alone. Um, yeah. But uh, no, nah, man. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm so happy that it all worked out for you. Um, so let's talk about music. Um, let me yeah, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this, man. I, there's not a day that goes by that I don't start my morning out listening to Hustle. Really? Since it came out, man, every day Hustle is the first Thanks, thing I listen dude. to. It kind of right. motivates me and, and gets me gets me up, gets me going. Um, right on, so, man. Yeah, let's talk about music, man. What, what, what's music been for you? Music's my therapy. Music is my art form. Music's my um it's my meaning uh, if i had to pick one or the other it would be music over acting because it's a medium that i don't know it's like i said i need i need positive reinforcement just like anybody does so that's why i write these songs it is some of these songs i mean i guess most of my songs are relatively kind of i don't know positive or no perspective or something of that nature um so it, for me it's that it's how i deal with the world and like my feelings that's my my biggest therapy and then when i'm going through something i'm really just i'm trying to figure out what i need how how i feel yeah. um, and then also if somebody else is going through something how can i also write this in a way that allows somebody else to sing the words and have it mean something to them as well yeah. and that's that's basically like some sometimes the songs are just about like what i want them to be about and like kind of being a little bit um like confident and like boisterous and kind of like that type of vibe and then there's the the more kind of philosophical yeah. moments it just really depends on yeah depends hustle on kind of has I'm, both of them in there hustle yeah totally totally it was one of those ones that i it's like a very, when my, when I get the opportunity to record my like album, like mm -hmm. it's going to be, it's going to sound so different. Like uh, home and hustle and all of that are, they're pretty like poppy. Yeah. Um, but I, and I love them. They, that's the way they came out. So that's, yeah. that's the way they are. But uh, there's, there's going to be some more like, kind of grungy yeah but still same like we're still in the singer songwriter like mm -hmm. lyrics but i want more like um like alabama shakes and uh <laughs> yeah um what's his name shaky graves have you heard of shaky graves i haven't i'll have to check him out yeah you, you probably like him yeah the, i uh i was driving to uh to miami with a friend of mine and i threw your album in I, I have the physical I, I have the physical of uh, life yeah. and um and i I, uh, I threw it in and we're listening to it and my friend loved it he's like what what genre is this and i didn't know how to, how dude, to answer oh. <laughs> so it's so true dude it? i don't know that's my that's my biggest not i don't know it's my biggest problem but it's like they're just they're just i think the way i think it's happening is they're all just they just come to me when they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. And all of those are singles, so they kind of like stand by themselves. Mm -hmm. But the songs that are coming through now feel very like, like an album. And they all sound very similar. 
like well they would be grounded in like a similar sound um so yeah, i think a lot of that is just it's like evolution and exploration and yeah. kind of music's always inspiring me like I, I love reggae i love rap i love rock i love soul and i love blues and it's just a it's a mixture of all of it and i love poetry so it's a mixture of all of it i grew up to be a be be a hip-hop head so your your biggie reference in uh yeah dude is that cmb is that, that uh, intro yeah cmb yeah. for sure yeah, yeah. So I, I'm waiting I for that to like actually. We'll see. Like, I'm trying to speak that in the reality. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Man, I, Neezy, I, please be in your seat. If I'm giving a speech or receiving a Grammy, yes, please. I love it. <laughs> um, th thinking back to when I met you, man, you were in a rock band, right? Yeah, like so rock, the, like punk rockish. Yeah. Yeah. So just to, there's a lot of. I don't even want to say growth because the punk rock was great, but it's just like kind of your ability to do different types of music is, is, is it just kind of shows your talent. Um, yeah. Thanks brother. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's like a nat, it, it's an evolution. It's mm -hmm. it like it started out, like I started writing songs like 17 ish. And that was all like emo punk rock, but also like dashboard confessional and like all these super emotional, yeah. I don't know artists um and I but I also grew up on country music so like I love I love certain melodies in country I love certain feelings in melody melodies and like punk rock I love flows in hip-hop I love the vibe of reggae I love the like the soul of like soul music yeah. and just like the sadness of blues and just whatever's yeah whatever's coming out but it it has been it has been a yeah because if you go on spotify you even there's like two songs from um, lemonade mouth on there so if you get if you hit that first you're like who is this kid and then you'll you'll get like yeah probably like three different genres and all the other tune so i don't know i think that, I think that happened yet, like two three weeks ago i was i was uh i was driving to work and uh I don't know. I used to, so I live in like Newport Ritchie, but I, I used to work in, in Tampa. So it was about a good hour drive. And I was listening to, listening to um, your Spotify and uh, I just put it on shuffle. And then all of a sudden, like yeah. mouth came out. I was like, what? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> and, hey. You know, still banger though. <laughs> hey, it's still, I still got, you know, a little bit of a percentage of that. I haven't seen checks from that in a while though. So. I don't know if they you know what uh, came came up on um, on my uh, uh, like a recommended video on YouTube. Um, my son was my son was watching YouTube. It was recommended was the the song you did. The, it was a music video. Uh, was it with Adam Hicks? Uh, the rap, rap yeah, rap burning song. up totally. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I I made him play. He's like, oh, it was the son that was that came over. He said, like, "What? What? Uh, because he's watching whatever he's watching from Disney." And uh, yeah. He's he 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 enjoys hip hop too, which is interesting for a five year old. But uh, he's like, oh, I like this. <laughs> yeah, they get it. Yeah, the little uh, ones are about the waves, man. They love yeah, dance. Absolutely. I, a friend of mine started this uh, this positive hip hop for children kind of character. It's called PJ Panda, and uh, uh, and so he kind of turns nursery rhymes into hip hop. So it's 
bearable for parents. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, and, and he, he did like a baby shark and stuff like that. It's, uh, it's funny. Um, That's awesome. But, uh, it's a smart so, business model too. Oh, absolutely. And it, it's, it's, I mean, just like, I remember right before he, he started it, like he was just kind of like low on, low on money and, and, and he was able to kind of turn it into a full-time thing. Yep. Um, and, and that's, uh, you know, that's just the, the mind of a creative, which is amazing. You know, uh, just seeing, seeing something come to fruition like that is really cool. Um, but back to your music, man. Um, something that like, like, like that I just love about your music is that you're able to piece together all of that to, to, to form your own sound. Um, because I think a lot of musicians kind of struggle trying to sound like whatever is popular. Yeah. And, and that's what I love about your music is that that's not what you're doing. You're, you're doing whatever you want to do, whatever sounds good to you. And um, it's like basically whoever gravitates to it, gravitates to it and it'll impact them in, in whatever way it does. And, and, and that's amazing. Yeah. Thanks brother. Yeah. I've like, it, it definitely started out. Like if you, if you look at the song, uh, life is good. Like that was, I wrote that when I was listening to Jason Mraz and it's very, I think it's very apparent if, if, if I would have told you that. Um, and then, but there was, I forget, I don't know what song it was, but that's, and I think this is good for everybody that wants to do anything, man. It's like, you have to emulate first. You have to try and like be somebody that you admire. And once you start aiming for that, you're not going to be that because you're not that. But what you are starts to like come out of you and you start to understand yourself a little bit more. And with me, just for music, I can't even take responsibility for some of these tunes. Like they're coming, they're just coming. And it's, I mean, they're based off of my like psyche and like what I'm thinking about and how I feel, but these things just come and I just have to like, write them down so that I don't forget them. Yeah. So I it's can't a, wait. I can't wait for this net for this next album. Is there a timeline for it? Or no, I'm not even so like right now, right now what I'm about to do next, like musically. So I'm probably get, I've got one track that's very poppy as well. Um, poppy sounding, but I'm only, it's going to be kind of like spoken word in a way. Okay. And I want, lyrically it's kind of it's it's like hustle lyrically um so it's going to be another one similar like that but i want to release it for free i want to take donations and i talk about it in the song like i want to i'm going to i'm going to keep 10 percent, and i'm going to take the 90 percent. we're going to go do something like good with it we're going to go figure out what it is and i tell people like i did the math if if I made a trillion that way, mm-hmm. if I use that business model, we could end world hunger. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we made a million that way. One of the lyrics is, um, if I made a million my way, I would break bad like Jesse Pinkman and start throwing stacks into your driveway. <laughs> that's amazing. So, I love that. So like uh, that, but that's about, yeah. I want to, I want to. I want to release that and start something called movement music and where it's like that. Yeah. Artists donate songs and like, you know, you'll keep 
you'll keep 10% of the proceeds of the profit and like give the rest away. You know, That's, and you got your tax write-off for the year as well. Like even you know, your, your accountant will be happy, but more importantly, like the world's better. So right, 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 right. win-win. Especially in, in, in times like this, like, I mean, I, I work in a hospital full-time, so I'm lucky enough to, to, uh, to still be working. Totally. Um, but uh, like, uh, I mean, even, uh, even uh, my friend Alicia, she lives in LA, she works for uh, Ellen and she's a production assistant. And, yep. um, and so, you know, they were lucky enough to, 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 to still be getting paid. But I think we all know people in um, the restaurant industry who were laid off bartenders, whatever it may be. Um, so there, there's definitely been a couple bartender friends of mine that I've tried to, you know, slide some money to and, and, and help out in whatever little way that I, I'm able to. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, what you're doing is, is, is not only admirable, but uh, it's inspirational. So uh, I think that's incredible. And man, I, I appreciate it. I think that's, that's during this time, that's my like goal. Like yeah. I'm not about identity politics. I'm not about breaking anybody down to colors. I'm not about breaking people down from where they're from. I'm about like humanity. And then we work from there. Yeah. I don't need to know like who you love, why you love them, who you identify, why you identify. It don't matter to me. I love you. What's your name? That's it. Yeah. Just t- yeah. tell me your name. Pleasure right. to meet you be well you know like so anything we can kind of try and do during this time to like create and also like compassionate capitalism like i want that to be sexy because dude you don't everybody knows money doesn't make you happy but what makes you happy is having enough money so your bills are paid so once that's taken care of like dude mansions and all that jazz it's like is it necessary? Yeah. Not for you happiness. Seem, you seem very happy with your uh, with, with, with your garden. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my mini garden. It's my little experiment. Yeah. Yeah. When all well, this well, hit the fan, go ahead. I was going to say, what got you into it? Um, so what got me into it? So I, I had a garden growing up. My dad planted a garden. Um, I made a garden, uh, at the second house that we lived in, in California. Um, and then uh, when I moved in with my wife, there was one summer where I was like, oh, can I make a little garden box? She was like, sure. And then I did it and it like, it, it was rubbish because I went and bought the plants from Home Depot. Everything died and baked. They were just like, it didn't work. And she was like, you can't make a garden. I was like, no, I, no, I can't. No, I can't. <laughs> So the Challenge next year, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, no, it's, I'm, I'm better than this. I know I am. <laughs> and so then, yeah, the next, uh, the next year just really, and every year since then, just, I love, I love that idea. And especially, I mean, right now it's, like I said, it's kind of for me an experiment. Like when all this went down, I went and got like seeds and whatnot. And I've got like a good little kind of like stockpile that I've just been, I gave some to my family. I've got a little going on here. I'm like doing little starters for friends. Like I said, just trying to get grounded back into food and like nature. Um, so it's been a fun little experiment. Like I'm growing peanuts, I'm growing um, potatoes and garlic and lettuce. And uh, I just started like watermelon and peppers. And so we'll just see kind of what happens. You we'll the grocery store. 
keeps you at the Buy grocery it. store. That yeah. Keeps you right. Yeah. That's uh, exactly kind of scary. Kind of scary right now. But no, that's, that's yeah. Scary. I got Seeing my beans video. and rice. You got your beans yeah. and rice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Very> good. <laughs> seeing, seeing your video, I, I, I live uh, living in an apartment. Um, uh, I, I kind of want to, I kind of want to start one right outside the window. Like, I watch, your, watch your stories and you know, whenever you post them and I'm like, Oh, that kind of seems like fun, relaxing. Um, Dude, plus, the best, you know, you benefit from it. Yeah. And if you got like, if you just find a nice window that gets a, a good amount of sun and lettuce is pretty easy, especially if it's inside, then little bugs aren't eaten and stuff. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, herbs inside be yeah. pretty good they could that that's pretty useful um i think herbs would be a great one actually for you to do in the window yeah. okay that'd probably be nice because it's like a little bit of like a more long-term mm -hmm. like you use it more frequently like you have to with lettuce like it's either like a full harvest or you like yeah. plant them every like month or something so you're kind of like keep grabbing greens but yeah do a little nice little like window box yeah my, my apartment gets like really really nice sun like that was like, when i was looking at it i was like oh it's bright in here it's, it's yeah nice. so I have to, have to that's awesome give it a try i take all your take all your tips that you, that, that you post on one thing i love that you do is like your, your handyman stuff on on youtube um oh right on you know building stuff and, and it's like i haven't but it makes me want to try some of those things that you that you've done yeah, man, that's like in. That's your way of staying creative, or just staying. Totally, like so. So for like the, I've got a video up there called Clamp Lamp. I don't know if it's still. Yeah. Sometimes I put it on private. Sometimes I don't. I don't know. I remember seeing but, that. I don't know if it's up there now. Yeah, that for me is just like, I found that clamp at an estate sale, and just thought, and yeah, just thought to myself like, oh my god, this would be the sickest lamp. And then yep. one day I just had a little bit of time, a little extra money and made one with the idea of like, again, I, I put them up on my website. Yep. So if somebody wants them, like, I, I think I built it. I think I built it for like a hundred bucks with all the wiring and everything. Right. And so then I throw it up on my website for like two twenty five. If somebody wants it sick, if not, like it's literally just sitting in my house right now. That's that really life cool. right there. That's amazing. I love it. <laughs> so, um, so with the, you know with, the, with with everything on lockdown, the industry is shut down. I haven't had an audition in two months. Uh, same, same, what, same. What what um what what do you have on the horizon for when everything opens back up? So my latest film that I did called Recon was supposed. I don't. I haven't heard anything, but it was supposed to be released in theaters, like a limited release in the U.S. in theaters. Uh, I thought before this summer. No, I don't think that's. I don't. I don't know what's happening. I haven't talked to the producer, so that'll either be in theaters this this year, or they'll probably find some like digital platform to release it on. Uh, so that's a film that I got going on, and it's the best. It's just the best. It's the best thing is I've that, ever done. Is that that is that the war film that you were yeah. that you were working on? Yep. I've been I've been following that um, you know the news from that I'm I'm excited to see that dude I can't wait to see it it was such a such a good film like a freaking dream for sure really good um, cast too dude such a good cast <laughs> such a good cast <laughs> I don't even know how it happened so my produ a producer friend of mine mm. I worked with him on a film 
it was after Lemonade Mouth and Soul Surfer and all that jazz. So I was probably, I was actually probably your age. And I did, it was called Dawn Patrol. And yeah. that same producer, that same producer what it was doing recon and they had looked like all over the world and then one day he just was like dude i completely spaced here's the script if you can get this on we're trying to like get into production in like two weeks and i was like mm-hmm. uh okay <laughs> and dude like read the script memorized the monologue there's this one monologue that you'll see in the um film like we're walking through and my character just won't shut up and it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait man that's it, was it originally called peace the, the change it was, the name? Oh, it was. Okay. i don't know why they changed the name but they changed the name it was based off of the book uh called okay. peace as well so i don't know okay yeah no i'm excited to see that man um do you have anything else lined up are you ready to start auditioning again yeah basically i'm right now i'm just right now i'm getting my my money hustle down because i'm, I'm yeah. not you know, yeah. it comes and it goes, as you know. Um, and right now, there's not, I don't have, I don't have a lot of money at all. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm paycheck to paycheck, legitly. So right now, I'm just like, I teach acting three days a week. I'm also uh, branching out and doing my own little private lessons for acting. And then also uh, guitar and uh, creative songwriting. And um, creating content to put on YouTube to just try and keep, my independent music like yeah. i'm just trying to build build the base so that once one thing hits like other things can hit yeah. and then just let the domino effect happen yeah um but yeah so just that's that's basically there's nothing acting wise in the future had a couple yeah. good auditions before this went down don't know what that means yeah. um i've been close on a lot like been getting like i'm i'm close so we'll just see what yeah. we'll see yeah, see how it yeah. goes. The 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 close factor, like getting you know all the callbacks and stuff, just kind of wait. I remember uh, Corey in the house, man. I, I remember being so excited for you, like you, it was up between you and uh, Jason Dolly, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. That, that's uh, I, I forget. I, I had um, oh, uh, it was uh, MacGyver. I had uh, recently had an audition for MacGyver. Nice. Um, at, well, actually, so I had an audition for MacGyver last year uh it was a one-liner didn't book um and then my agent called me at like which is this has never happened to me my agent called me like called my cell phone at like 11 p.m yeah and and she's like hey they uh the the yeah, called me at like 11 i was like i was like, what, what, why so quick so um, quick yeah yeah <laughs> and uh and and she was like hey you remember you auditioned for macgyver i was like yes a year ago what and uh, she's like, uh, well, they want to, they, 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 they just contacted me about um, seeing if you can have a tape in by 7 a.m. I was like, yes, I, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, I, and, and that was right before the, the lockdown. So I, 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 it felt really, I, I ended up doing, yeah. uh, I did one scene and then I had to go, I, I had to do another scene a couple of days later. Um, and, and then the first scene was, I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you the audition, get your, get your, get your feedback. Cause really the first thing that was like, they're, they're, they didn't send me a script. They said, they gave me like a, a quick little storyline. And oh, wow. they said, they said improv monologue. Wow. What the heck? Yeah. And I've never, nothing, anything like that. And then I got a scene a couple of days later, but um, I'll send you, I'll, I'll send you the thing, see what you think. And that, that Super honestly, honestly, it was, 
quite possibly like my best audition like the, the just improv and a monologue and yeah you know, I, I outlined it and stuff but it it, it was it was uh it was fun um it was uh it was to be like you know the villain of the character or whatever but no it was fun um so this just popped in my head i want to i i want to compliment you on this the, your two episodes in notorious yeah your courtroom scene had like my jaw dropped like you were you were really fucking acting excuse my language the um the one like in the um sorry in like the news in the news yeah Yeah, right yeah 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 yeah. right i think so yeah it's been like a year since i saw it but yeah yeah uh, um, i think that's yelling yeah uh, yeah it was the it was a news it was in like a news Mm -hmm. uh, room or whatever Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, man, that was a, that was a, that was, again, like, yeah. for me, it, that was one of those really strong, like, I felt so justified in my character because my character was, like, trying to get, like, he, he was definitely doing some shit he wasn't supposed to be doing, but he definitely didn't do what they claimed he did. Mm-hmm. And so that was a lot of fun for me, like, fighting against somebody who thinks they, like, legally have you know, control over me and just like yeah. fighting for that, which was a lot of fun. I remember doing that. That was one of those like callbacks that I did. And the director was like, just stoked. He was like, oh, you, he was this, uh, what do you say? He's like, oh, you, like you killed the baby boy. And I was like, all right, right on, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> you knew right then, right? You knew that you had it. Or you I definitely felt leaving, you know, I left feeling good. Um, but man, you know, you never know. I've yeah. left feeling good a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like, oh, <laughs> like in your car, just like, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I have those noticed, moments for sure. I've noticed for me, at least when I, it, it is weird. It's like, I feel like when I bomb a, or bomb a audition, uh, it seems that's when I get it. I don't yeah. know. Totally. I don't know why. I, yep. Most recently, I did a I did a Publix commercial. Like I I, I it was it was a, it was a book from tape, book straight from tape, and I, I I was like that was the worst audition I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> and, uh, and and the next day they called me the the, the you booked it. I was like why? Like, yeah. I wanted to question. I was like well, I did not do well. <laughs> yeah. What did you <laughs> like? Well, you're like all that stuff. It's a commercial, but, so we love your look. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, but uh, so, I always end these things uh, asking, uh, you know, what what advice would you give to any starving artists out there, whatever they may be aspiring to do? What what would you what advice would you give them? Be hungry for the right things and be selective on how you feel your appetite, because, mm. like, it's a bar. It's a bar, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't here's the deal. If you need to do it, you're going to do it. Like if, yeah. if, if it's, it's something that, okay. If you have something that means a lot to you, there's a reason for it. And for me, what I did was at like 22, 22, I, like all these good things happened. Like I had pretty decent success at that time. And I remember just like talking to the universe and being like, okay, I'm here. I'm doing this for a reason i'm i somehow fell into this put in the work and now i'm here so if we can 
I guess what I'm getting at is like, I'm trying, I try and set like my intention of why I'm trying to do this thing. And like what I was telling with you is like, my goal is like, I want to make all the money, but die without any of it. Like I want to, I want to come through. I want to do art. I want to do it to the best of my ability. I want to make a lot of money and I want to give away a lot of money. Like, I just want to, I want to, I want to come through on this realm, have a heck of a lot of fun, leave it better than I found it. So if you can, if you can, if you can anchor what you want to do in a deep, and this is same with like acting, if you can anchor what you want to do with a deep enough why, like nobody can stop you, man. Like, and think about it. What's the, the worst thing people say is no. Like, no, did that hurt? No, like, sure. You know, it, it sucks for a little bit because you, as an artist or as anybody that's trying to pursue anything, like you have to be vulnerable. That's part of it. Some people don't want your vulnerability. That's not really on them, but there's somebody that wants that and there's a market for that. So just like go for what inspires you, you know? And for me, it's, it's, it's acting and first, first and foremost is music. And secondly, it's acting music because I have control over that narrative and acting because I get to, I get to meet all these people and, and like collaborate and, and create. So yeah. figure out what inspires you and, and do it honorably. Cause if you're going for, if you want to do anything f- for just the money, like you, you can maybe do it just for the money, but it's not going to be, it's not going to satisfy. Probably you know, not. like and fame is, is a complete rubbish yeah. like idea. That's so yeah. fleeting that it's, it's not anything to, to shoot for. So mm-hmm. if you're hungry, yeah. yeah, just, just, it's so cliche, man. You just got to go for it. You have a, you have a line in one of your songs. You said you do it for the art, not income. And that's, cool. um, yeah. that's, I mean, I, I, I posted that quote on, uh, on Facebook a while ago and, and, and got so much love, love on that. Um, it's just, uh, that's, that's the way to live. And when I say it got so much love, it got so much love from my actor, singer, rapper friends. Totally. Like, this, this, this is why we do it. Um, I forget who, what actor was it that, I forget who it was um, that said, uh, if, if I never made it this far, um, I'd still be doing community theater for free because I love it so much. Totally. I've thought about that too. It was like, dude, I'm going to retire in a little small town one day and just like have fun with the theater. It's like roll up and be like, yo, let's play. Let's do it. Um, And the next line in that song is equally as fun. I carpe kisses and never stress DM. Yes. (laughs) So my, my advice to anybody listening is do what I do. Start every day out listening to hustle, give him his streams and uh, his uh, 0.007% on Spotify. (laughs) But uh, no, Hey, and that's the whole pie, baby. <laughs> I get all of that 0.07%. <laughs> that's, uh, I, I put out a song, because I, I, I do me, I, I rap, I put out a song, um, Party Next Door. Actually, no, I have a song called Starving Starving Artist, based on this, and um, or this, based off that. And yeah. I got like 14,000 streams or something like that on there. It's like, dude, is I, it on I, YouTube? It's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, everything. Oh, yeah. man. Send me um, all the links, please. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, but as I'm saying, 14,000 streams, 
think I got $62. Cool. But I'll take it. I'll tell yeah, you, you know, that's I, exactly I want, right. I just want people to be inspired by it. You know what I mean? That's it. And you're like, again, if you're doing it independently, it's like you just put it out and yeah. eventually one out of the hundred hits, you make mm-hmm. a little bit of money off of that. And then like just the process continues. Absolutely. Now, until there's until there's so much content out there that it's just like it's an accumulation. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, let's, let's just create. Listen, man, this has been amazing. I, I've really enjoyed talking to you. You know, catching up. Um, Same, brother. I I hope when I go to LA, we we can connect. Uh, you know, dinner's on me. Let me take you out. Um, and uh, and I hope we can work together. I'm a writer now. Let me. I'm gonna write something for us. Yeah. Listen, I'm about I'm about the the content, man. So like, yeah, if we got a project, yeah. we, you know, send send me some ideas, and we'll just kind of like just figure it out. Like, is a good enough idea? If it's a good enough idea, like, make it work. Be done. Make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, man. Um, you know, tell your wife, uh, your mom, dad, Doug, Kate, that I said hello. I will. Uh, I hope they're well. Um, also, congratulations on your nephew. Thanks, man. Beautiful, beautiful. So cute. Um, um, and uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm happy for you and all your success. Um, and uh, like I said, man, I'm really excited that we were able to talk and connect. I'm glad you're doing well. Thank you so much for doing this, man. Dude, a pleasure. Sorry for making you wait. No, and I'm sorry <laughs> for my for my son's interruptions. Nah, and congratulations <laughs> on your son, by the way. Thank you, man. Thank I you. Didn't man. realize, man. That's awesome. I got three, man. My three sons. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Uh, well, my he's about to turn five, and then I have a two-year-old and a one-year-old. Wow, man. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, you know. Um, it's a weird, weird, place to, weird place to bring it, but uh, my wife and I recently got divorced. Uh, so yeah. that's why it, um, she, she came out as a uh, as lesbian. So uh-huh. uh, you know, completely animosity-free divorce i'm happy happy as can be for her um but uh you know it's weird man um to to come to to be divorced and be so happy not only for her um but just that it it can it can it can end well and uh yeah man uh, you know three beautiful children out of it yeah man that's it and that's that's the goal that's how me and my ex were as well like uh we, we weren't married, but like, you know, ending or ending a relationship where you, where you guys like just respect each other and aren't yeah. like talking shit behind each other's backs. Like that just should be. respect. Yeah, man. Respect. Cause that's how it should, that's exactly how it should be, man. Like you're in each other's life cause you need each other for something. And if you don't, if you don't respect that fact, mm-hmm. you know, that I, I can understand how people get like completely bitter and like yeah. all that jazz, but right. dude, I'm happy. I'm happy that 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 has been the process for you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, listen, um, it's been amazing. I appreciate you. Uh, So uh, this has been another episode of Starving Artist, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week.